Hello and welcome to Tech Talks with Madonna, Season 2, Episode 3. Our guest today is Tammy Miller, a quality engineer with over 20 years of experience in information technology. Tammy's passion is working and helping people with information technology. Her focus has been in the areas of web design, website planning, web development, website maintenance, blogging, software testing, and teaching basic computer classes and Python. She enjoys the aspects of sharing her knowledge and coaching small businesses owner on the essentials of their business website. And she's officially starting a new blog, Develop Bit, in which she will share her experience as a software tester, work productivity, and much more. Please follow her blog. Uh, joining us, tell me, do you mind introducing yourself? Sure. Thank you so much. Um, my name is Tammy, and um, I have been in the information technology field for the past ooh, 24 years, since 1998. Um, wow, time goes by so quickly. Um, I've actually worked in the information technology field in different areas, um, starting with being a teacher, working in um, web development for seven years, working in data analytics a little bit, and now I'm working as a software tester. Wow, that is pretty impressive. And 24 years. I don't know what I was doing 24 years ago, but definitely not in the, in the IT department or solving any kind of problems in the real world. Now, that brings me to a question. How do you see like technology has evolved over the years? How, how does it feel for you, to you? Um, I think technology has involved, I mean, evolved for um, over the 24 years I've been in it in a sense of like just, you know, new features, new enhancements have came through. Like yeah. when I first started out, um, when I went to college, they had, of course, COBOL. I'm dating myself. They yeah. had COBOL. <laughs> then they shifted up to Java. And now mm -hmm. Java has improved a whole lot from when I took it in college than, mm -hmm. um, you know, back in the day until now. And then mm -hmm. now you see new other technologies like HTML and CSS and other things that have also evolved to make it yeah. much better and improve, you know, for other people to actually um, be able to use it effectively and efficiently. Yeah, that's a very good point, because I feel like one of the things that I've noticed, too, is that we have so many frameworks right now yes. that make development so much easier as compared to before. And I always wonder, I do know schools, though, insist on people doing the basics so that people don't just learn on their, you know, upper level, just the frameworks. But I do wonder, if you think about it, do you think frameworks, sorry if this question is also off, do you think frameworks are better as compared to learning the basics? What, what are your thoughts on that, being in the industry for this long? Well, it all depends. Um, I always took it in a measure of understanding what the basics are first with anything. You know, um, like I mentioned, since I went to college, that's what they taught us are the basics. And then mm -hmm. from there, that's where you take it. What else do you want to learn? So mm -hmm. even though we may have learned in college or university, um, like Java as the basics, but we have to keep on learning, you know, and improving ourselves on what we are interested in doing. So... Um, it all depends is what I'll say. That is true. I like that answer because I feel like that's so true. 
Because sometimes we do have indie developers, people that just want to make money from building apps. I mean, they don't have to go and start learning the in-depth. If there are frameworks that they can use, I mean, why not? That's what I would, okay. I like that answer. And something else that I actually wanted to ask you is what inspired you? I mean, 24 years ago, what inspired you to get into IT? Because I'm thinking there are, there must have been other professions where it was pretty popular. It was. Um, actually, it wasn't more of inspiring. I cannot tell you it wasn't inspiration. <laughs> it was more of like, okay, this is the way that I'm going. So it really started with when I went to the university, I majored in accounting. Mm-hmm. And that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an accountant. That's mm-hmm. it. You couldn't tell me anything. <laughs> like, I wanted to be an accounting. Yeah. But when I got to the university, mm-hmm. I just kept on not doing too well, I was failing. And the more I took the classes, I was doing really bad in them. And I was also working at the help desk, um, Mm -hmm. which was kind of interesting because since I like accounting, I would be like, okay, maybe I should work in something like taxes or accounting while I'm in college. But I was working in the help desk um, Mm -hmm. students, you know, helping them with the computers and things. So Mm -hmm. one of the guys, I have to thank him, he was like, hmm, because he was asking, I kept on telling him, I'm not doing too well in accounting. And he's yeah. like, well, you know, why don't you take an IT course? And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? what is that? What is that? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Like, why would I do that? I don't want that. Yeah. Um, and that was just my thoughts. Like, no, I'm focused on accounting. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So he's like, just take one. Just take one. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> So I took one and I didn't do too well on it. So Mm -hmm. I went back to accounting and then um, I did it again because I was like, okay, I don't want to give up. So I took the class over again and I it was either an A or B and it's like, okay, Okay. then I understand this then. And then from there, I just started taking all of the IT classes Mm -hmm. um, and just started excelling. So again, wow. it's kind of like the inspiration story in a sense yeah. of like, even though you may have started out with one yeah. <laughs> subject or career that you were interested in, um, in my case, what I'm saying, it just didn't fit. Yeah. Even though I kept it as a minor, because you never know, mm-hmm. um, I just went on ahead and switched over to doing information technology. Oh my God, that's, that's a very good point, because I feel like sometimes we... Like, for instance, myself, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to become an internet engineer. That was mm-hmm. so much in my dream. And that's not what I am right now. Exactly. And I'm like, wait a minute. People do change, actually. And I've also seen that also at school where kids say that, okay, I'm going to do this particular thing. But then when they're in the middle of it, I'm like, I actually don't like it. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there's a program where kids can go through. I think one is taking the one year gap year, like mm-hmm. figuring out exactly what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But also, again, I always love a good pivot. So I don't mind people <laughs> taking time off or d- diving in and then like, I don't like it. Maybe let me, even though there's a lot of money involved in school. So it's, it's a, it's a tough situation, but either way, at the end of the day, what, what matters is, you found your passion and now you're in it for 24 years. Yes. Wow. Was. Yeah. Now Amazing. there were some times where in 24 mm-hmm. years I did pivot, yeah. you know, when I first moved here, you know, because it was very difficult finding a job. So yeah. I did other things, but my mind still stayed focused on 
with uh, dealing with computer classes or you know dealing with computers so yes i was briefly like working as a secretary but i still have my mind on computers yeah. um, I worked in daycare but i still have my mind on that so again i just briefly did those things but it wasn't like you know like years and years of it and actually i think my next question is just going to tie back to that particular topic of pivoting and i want to ask being in the field for 24 years you must have tasted different departments or different fields and i want to understand from you being in the industry what was your progress like and how was it because sometimes i do know for instance me i've not been in the industry for long and i've not pivoted a lot to of just being in the engineering engineering and i I was wondering myself, hmm, what would be my next path? Like, what do I want to do next? So do you, can you walk us through, like, how you decided maybe I want to do accounting a little bit and then maybe you want to do this other thing? Sure. Well, with the information technology path, um, I really didn't, to, to be honest with you, didn't have a really clear goal. I just wanted to be yeah. in information technology. Mm -hmm. um, and... When I graduated from college, the first thing was just to teach the computer class. So I'm like, okay, I can do that, you know. Yeah. And then it led on into working with um, the database. Um, at that time, it was Microsoft Access with the yeah. same company. So mm -hmm. things, you know, things after that just was like, okay, I'm good at this teaching stuff and computers and teaching students and then working in database. So let me go in that direction. So that's how it mm -hmm. actually started out. And then when I moved up here, I still taught computer classes and, you know, shifted into working into like um, mm -hmm. web development and things like that. So for me, it really wasn't a roadmap of like, I must be in web development. I must yeah. be a teacher. It's just that whatever first came, I believe, from me was yeah. just, you know, I did it. It was like, just as long as I'm doing something in information technology, that's yeah, okay. how I actually <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I really wish I could have had like more of a clear path, but it was just like, okay, this came first. I'll do it. No, I like it because I do meet a lot of uh, women right now asking me, hey, Madonna, I'm actually doing this particular, like I met a lady yesterday. She's doing marketing and she was asking me, I want to actually do engineering. And I'm wondering, it's pretty intimidating. How do I start? And I told her, first of all, you have to remove the mindset that it's intimidating yeah. and be open to learning. And right. you find that it's not as much intimidated as I think people make it. Many layoffs that are happening, yeah. um, you know, like it's very competitive to get it in. Is. So I told her, yeah, it's competitive, but you never know. You can stand out. Mm -hmm. Just put your mind to it. And if you like it, you got this. That's what yes. I told her. What would you tell somebody like that that wants to change their career from something mm -hmm. they're doing to something new? Right. And and I totally agree with you. Um, you know, doing that, um, it does, you know, now in this case, yeah, probably just have a goal in mind. Um, like, I know it sounds like what I said earlier, I didn't, I just did it. Yeah. But if you are deciding to, like, do a career shift, um, mm -hmm. just, you know, have in mind what are your initial goals. Like, yeah. you really want to do, like, you know, this one here, this one here, and this one here. Yeah. What will it actually take you to actually transition? Mm -hmm. um, and even if you're unable to find a job directly um, mm -hmm. into it, um, I like also doing things like what I'm currently doing now is volunteering through open source projects. Yes. That also helps a whole lot. So mm -hmm. even if you're unable to find 
a job like, let's just say, I'm going to say QA, for example, or quality yeah. assurance, there's opportunities in volunteering for you to do quality assurance. And mm-hmm. what I do is just use the old Google and just go out there and start Googling open source projects that need, you know, help and whatever. Oh, wow. I like so that. So that can also help as well for mm-hmm. you to get a better understanding of like, is this something I really want to do? Mm-hmm. And that'll probably, in that case, save you some time. If that's something you don't want to do, then you're not stuck with it because you've worked in like open source projects. And if you can always say bye-bye to them. Mm-hmm. you know, without being so much dedicated. So um, that's the reason why I'm saying that, because that's what I'm working on now, like one of the open source projects, which I really like. And it helps oh, wow. strengthen, you know, what I'm already doing now in software testing. And it's like, okay, yes. this is what I like. This is what I don't mind doing, helping out with the open source community. And it also is good to help um, put that on your resume and show that, you know, you did these things with the open source um you know, projects or the community. I mean, absolutely. And I love that idea. And I love that you transitioned us pretty well into the QA part, which I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us, like, how is it like being a QA, a quality engineer? Mm-hmm. So, it's <laughs> not sure what the words describe, but being a sword. No, give us the all ends. What do you do in your day-to-day job? So on a day-to-day basis, um, basically, um, as a software tester, you receive tickets. You may work, in my case, you may work on a project um, for months or maybe a year testing um, different types of features. In my case, um, I test different features um, Mm -hmm. on, you know, various things before it's actually um, sent out to the, sent out to the world or as we call it production. Mm -hmm. So you want to test it to make sure that the information or the features or the products that you're working on is good, so the customer will not complain. Yeah, you know, so that's what I do on a day-to-day um, basis. Um, mm-hmm. There's other issues where you may have to report um, issues from what you have seen, like write bug reports. Yeah. Um, write other issues that may have come up or help out with other team members that may need help. Um, with testing previous versions that they have. So mm-hmm. um, it's a lot involved being a software tester. Mm-hmm. Just, that's just to, you know, mention a few things that I do on a day-to-day basis. Wow, I like that. And I do have a follow-up question on that. If somebody wanted to get started mm-hmm. into being a a tester, a software tester, where can they get started and what would you tell them? I do want to mention, though, I loved the fact that you mentioned the open source project kind of for volunteering that's a very good start right so there's a couple of things that um i would say um like i mentioned before open source is a really good one um if you are interested um like i'll say the one that i'm doing um one of the open source projects i'm working on is called libre office it's the it's an alternative to microsoft word but it's where you can um, and I have a really nice mentor. I like to say he's really, really cool. So he mentors us all the time on the tickets that he's testing. Um, so I have to give him a really good shout out. I think his name is Yamari. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Yamari is a really good mentor and instructor of those who have an interest in, you know, wanting to know how to be um, like triage tickets and do other things besides just triaging tickets. So I have to give a shout out to him through LibreOffice. Um, again, 
that's just one of them, but there's other open source ones that you can do for quality assurance. Now, oh my goodness, you do quality assurance for a LibreOffice? Because mm-hmm. I've used it on my Linux laptop. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you're you're amazing. They have other areas as too. So if you're not interested in software testing, they do have development, they do have marketing, mm-hmm. they do have other areas that you can volunteer for. Um, okay. to work with. So that's one way that you can actually, you know, start mm-hmm. like open source. Um, another way is, this is how I got into mine um, as a software tester, is if you're already working in a job, yeah. um, then there might be areas where you can do software mm-hmm. testing. A perfect example is when I first started, um, I was working in help desk mm-hmm. um, a lot. Mm-hmm. And one of my team leads wanted us to always write test cases for service now. And most of us was like, we already work in help desk. We don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so we didn't realize that we were really being like partly software, doing software testing because she was, yeah. you know, asking us to write test cases and then audit them and then go through it to make sure they pass or fail. So that's how it started with us. So maybe some companies may have that in help desk where you can go in to like write test cases or audit or test the features before they get mm-hmm. sent out. And then you can write out the steps like, oh, I found the bug. So here's yeah. the steps that I found and these are how I reproduce the issue. Mm-hmm. So if you start with, if you're working in help desk or mm-hmm. in any other capacity where you can be able to get that experience as a software tester. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Tammy. And you did mention to me that you do writing. I wanted you to mention that for people that are listening to like mm-hmm. and follow you, because I think this is a very great field. And mm-hmm. I do hear a lot of conversation like, what can I do in tech? And I love the fact that in my podcast, I get to speak to different people like TPM, QA, iOS engineer, Android engineers, and web. And it's amazing. There's so many things people can do in tech. So do you want to mention where people can find you? where they can read about your blogs. Sure. And before that, I'm glad yeah. you um, brought that up to Donna, is that even though as a software tester, um, the, it also involves, like you said, product managers, project managers, yes. um, designers, UX people, you know, mm-hmm. developers. So we all work together yeah. in harmony, um, you know, to be able to get the products or the services out to the customers. So being a software tester, you also want to be able to work along with the developer, also work along with the project manager, the UX designer, all of them to just make sure that it works effectively, you know, together. So, um, so where people can actually reach me, as you had said, I did start um, a new blog and this blog is basically for software testers as for beginners, as well as, um, um, automation for beginners. So it's called developbit.com. Mm-hmm. It's for software testers for beginners. Not that I probably won't do intermediate, but for now, I really wanted to focus on talking about how a software tester can, you know, start as a beginner, what resources they can use, what open source projects they can be able to go to, what books you can actually read. Mm-hmm. And also on the site, like, you know, talk about Python yeah. uh, for beginners, how you can nice. be able to automate your test. 
um, as a beginner. So again, I'm just focusing on as a beginner at this point. Perfect. Amazing. And before we, before I let you go, I wanted to ask <laughs> you, what tools do you use for automation? Well, currently the tools that I use for automation is um, PyTest. That's what I'm learning right oh, now. Nice. Um, from my previous job, the tools that we did use was Java and Selenium. Oh, yeah. I know Selenium is pretty popular. Cool. Very wow. popular. Yeah, but now I'm learning how to use the PyTest, and hopefully I could be able to share that with others through yeah. um, my my blog and also the YouTube videos that I'm also creating. Tell me, this has been so great. Thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, I have no words. You spoke so, I mean, you gave us so much great content in what you do and what you've been doing over the years. I wanted to ask you one more question because I'm just itching to ask you this. <laughs> been in the field for so long. Do you have any collectibles? Like tech collectibles? Like what do you have? What is your collection? Oh my, I do not have any tech collectibles. Oh my goodness, I should. You should. I, I should, but I don't. Now, I did have one years and years ago, but sadly I got rid of it. It was an old, old Mac machine. Oh. Like the one that looks like it was a shell. Yeah. <laughs> it was a shell um, yeah. Mac machine. Oh my goodness, I love that one so much, and but I got rid of it. Um, yeah, because I think what I had. Mm -hmm, that's a very good point. And I think that before it, IT was just, there wasn't anything like computer science. It was just purely IT. But mm -hmm. not like things have branched out and IT is pretty different. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about that too? Oh, sorry. I feel like I'm adding so many questions. <laughs> um, about it branching out into different areas? Yeah. But I mean, it does make sense that it branched out because we've evolved and I feel like humans evolved too. But what what is your view? Um, I think it's a great thing that it has branched out. I really do. I'm glad, you know, in a sense, it's not just, oh, IT, and then you focus on security or you focus yeah. on networking or, oh, there's development. Like, there's so many different layers now that you can do, like your front end and then, you know, your web development or then you have your back end and yeah. then you have, like, you know, you can just do automation or you can just do testing or, you know, it's just it's just a really good thing where, you're not like just stuck in that one particular hole. You can actually be able to like, oh, okay, I like this area. I'm going to go into it. And now that yeah. data analytics is big, you know, oh, you can yeah. go into that area as well. That's true. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This was so much fun. And I'm wishing you happy holidays because this is recorded in December. I mm -hmm. think I'm going to be launching this in January. So. Okay. Yeah.